everyone. On today's podcast, Alex and I are talking about the idea of you are putting out what you attract. So if you put out total crap, you attract total crap and vice versa. We get into it. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan. Hey, guys. I'm Alex. And today we're talking all about the idea of energy, not gas or uh, wind or any of that stuff. We're talking about the idea that that the energy that you have, whether you, well, first off, Alex, do you believe in that idea? I know a lot of people don't, but do you believe in the idea that like the energy you give off and like law of attraction, like that's all a real thing or not? Yeah, I think so. Definitely to an extent, but it kind of, it kind of brings up with a can of worms of introverts versus extroverts, I feel like too. So where you kind of, what do you mean? Like where you get your energy, like, is it within or is it with other people? So if you're within, I think it's easier for you to like, like not believe in that energy, like something you're giving off or somebody else giving off, not really affect your day to day. But if someone's very extroverted mm-hmm. and outgoing, I think they need that to like get that energy for the day. Interesting. So you're saying that if you are introverted because you naturally recharge by yourself, that this idea that like, you know, the energy you put out is like big you don't really believe in that nearly as much as somebody where they do get that recharge from interacting with others because they can feel others energy, which is what recharges them. Yeah. 100%. Wow. I never thought about it that way. I never thought that was like a, uh, I mean, it makes sense, Mm -hmm. but I never thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's why I think a lot of like salesmen, they have, they have problems selling to like quiet people because they can't match that. They have to like try to match, they try to match that energy. But like, it's very hard for someone who's just kind of like monotone and goes with the flow compared to someone who's high energy and wants to ask questions and wants to jump, but it's a conversation. You know what I mean? So where are you on that spectrum of monotone versus high energy and and jumping around from question to question? I'm, so I'm, I think I'm an introvert. I get my energy for myself, let alone other people. But when I'm in a group setting, I'm definitely, yeah, I think it's like an introverted extrovert or maybe the other way around where I, if the setting in the group setting is not very high energy or like there's not a lot of momentum going through, I'm kind of like, okay, this is kind of maybe I should leave or I want to go find another group. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of in the middle, I would say where I could be both ways, but it just depends on the setting. I knew you were going to have some cop out answer like that. <laughs> um, okay. So with, with the idea of, of energy, do you believe in the law of attraction? Like in what way? Like two ener- like two people, their energy is just kind of like. Uh, kind of. It's it's that what 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 you put out into the universe, you attract. So if you are Eeyore and you walk around all depressed and upset, that is what you are going to attract. Versus if you walk around head high, shoulders back, ready to take on the world, you will bring in great people. You will bring in. Um, you know, success comes to you, things like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely think that like getting in that headspace is very important to doing it. Not just once and out of a day, I think it's a continuous thing, but yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. And do you think that's because of the universe speaking or do you think it's just cause like, cause you feel good, you know, you just open yourself up to more opportunities. Uh, I think it's cause you feel good and you open yourself mm-hmm. up to more opportunities. You're more open-minded if you feel good. Cause I know with like, with like uh, TJ, with my younger brother, he 
apparently his body, what, what happens, I'm sure we all have this to a certain extent when he eats certain foods, it fights his body. Okay. And when he, when it fights his body, it drains his energy because it's like, you know, this is why, like when you drink at night, like alcohol, you have a bad night's sleep. It's like your body doesn't hit REM, but I'm pretty sure the entire night, your body is like trying to break down the alcohol, which is mm-hmm. why, like, if I like look at my Apple watch, I can tell uh, the nights that I, if I like drink, because my heart rate is like 10 beats per minute faster on those nights. Oh, wow. So you wake up more drained. Now with him, it's apparently like that with, with foods. And you know, we're all like to a certain extent, like a little bit lactose intolerant, stuff like that. But when he's good and he's on his diet and he doesn't eat the crap foods, he feels great. And he says, well, it's because the foods that I'm eating are good, which I'm sure is a certain extent of it, but it's also because he's in a good mind space to want to go on a diet. He gets on the diet and he feels good. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's part the food, but also part you're in this mode of wanting to feel better, wanting to be disciplined with what you eat and you naturally are going to feel better because of that. It's kind of like, you know, you, I'm going to start a diet on Monday and you wake up Monday morning and you feel great. You haven't actually done anything different. Mm-hmm. You just automatically feel great. And that's how I view that where it's like kind of a mental thing. But for me, I, I do believe in this whole, like the universe, like stuff just in my mind, everything just works itself out. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not a big, you know, Oh, well, like I'm going to Venmo you for this. And Hey, I paid for lunch. So I want you to Venmo me back. I'm a mm-hmm. huge proponent of like when I went to this event, I just, whenever we go out to dinner or lunch, I just covered the bill. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I got, um, here's a good lesson that I learned. I was getting dinner with this guy like five years ago and it was five years ago. I didn't have this business. I didn't have anything. I didn't really have that much money. And I'm getting dinner at this diner with this dude. And he was like 15 years older than me, but he was worth, cause we were talking about, he's worth like five or $6 million. So he had a lot of money. And I remember at the end of it, I said, do you want to split this? And he said, I learned long ago that you either cover the whole meal or you don't pay at all, but you never ask to split it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so that's just kind of what I've done. And like, in my mind, I'm covering dinner, but it will come back somehow. Yeah. And if it doesn't come back, it's just, it's good energy being put out. Uh, or maybe the other person really, if it doesn't come back, maybe they really needed it. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know it at the time, but maybe like them not splitting this $50 thing, like they, they really needed it bad. Yeah. So it's like this helped them out. Yeah. So to me, I'm a big believer in that. It, I guess it's the idea of karma, but I think karma is like, it's kind of a negative term. Cause you know, usually whenever you say like, Oh, that's karma. That's typically like, you don't say it as like a good thing. It's always a negative. Yeah. But I, I am a firm believer of like the idea of if you do good stuff, good stuff just somehow always comes to you and you're like a magnet for it. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, we heard like the, the stories of, Oh, that guy was in the bed. They were in the bed, uh, the wrong place at the wrong time. It's like, well, mm-hmm. they put, you know, it's kind of like they're hanging out with the wrong crowds or they're doing this, they're doing that. They're putting themselves in that situation to be in that situation in that horrible situation. So if you put yourself in good situations constantly, you're bound to hit on a great situation. You know, it's like, if you, mm-hmm. if you, you know, in racing, if you run up front most every race, eventually one of them is going to fall your way and you're going to win. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that theory. So I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. And, and this is why, like, I see this in like Facebook groups online. If there's Facebook groups where it's all, and people really bond over negativity, mm-hmm. right? If I talk to you, Alex, about like right now, we're, we're in the middle of a tropical storm coming through. 
-hmm. How long do you think you and I could talk about the damage of a tropical storm? Three minutes. Okay. Now, if it was just a nice sunny day, nothing crazy, how long could you and I talk about a sunny day? A sunny day? I think endless possibilities, probably like 10. Really? I'm the opposite. I, every single really? person that I talk to, yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, how many times you walk in somewhere and you go, hey, how's the weather outside? And if it's nice, they're like, oh, it's pretty nice. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. But if it's like, man, we're in a tropical storm right now, it's so easy. Boom. What's going on? Oh, tropical storm. Is it like really rainy? Is it really windy? Like that's terrible. Like 2020, man, this is just a crazy year. So it's like, yeah, for me. So, and that was, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Do you, so you naturally think that way? Like when, when it's like, if that was like a real conversation, you come up with someone that like you're, you know, you're going to talk more if it's a horrible day outside about it. Not for me, not for me. I, I, I try to avoid the weather. Th I mean, I did, we talked about it like a little bit this morning. Cause we're, it was just like literally super relevant. But yeah. as a whole, I try to avoid the whole weather thing because mm. I think it's stupid as shit. It's the biggest small talk cop out. hundred percent thing. Yeah. But it, I mean, it works to a certain extent because it gets the door open. But typically when you bond over this, it's you bond with people that you either go through negative, tough experiences with together, or when you get drunk as shit together. And then like the next day, you know, you're both like, for some reason, like you just get each other. Cause you had mm -hmm. one drunken night to get like, mm -hmm. you get it. But same with like negative experiences that like, if you go through shit together with somebody else, yeah, you just, like you just get each other. Cause you were both there for each other. Yeah. I see. I, I get that. And I, that's like, that's happened to me, but like, I don't know. I'm stuck on weather now, but like I always, whenever it's bad out and someone's like doing that complaining this, I always just get off the topic. Like I'm always like, Oh yeah, but it's supposed to be sunny for the rest of the week. So that's like my positive thing where I'll talk about a sunny day because I can do more things on a sunny day than I can do on a rainy day. I feel like it just leads to more possibilities to like get out of the weather topic, you know? But, okay. So then with the sunny topic, when you bring that up, what happens to the conversation? Do they go, yeah, actually, let's talk about the sun for three minutes. Uh, it ends. <laughs> it it ends, ends. Right. Yeah. Because it's a positive <laughs> thing. But if you would have kept talking about the, yeah, like it's, it's crazy windy here. What are they going to say? Oh yeah. Like yeah. they go in because people, people bond over that shit. Unfortunately, <laughs> they bond over negativity yeah. because it's way easier to complain and then to talk. And we feel, we feel comfortable like this, like going through COVID, we have grown as a company. We've almost, you know, from when COVID started to now, our monthly revenue is like effectively doubled, but I feel bad walking into circumstances with other business owners because I don't know how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's so stupid of me to be like, and when they say, well, how are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, we're, we're making it through. Mm -hmm. I don't say, oh, in fact, we're way up. I don't say that. I just go, yeah, we're making it through. And with them, it's either like, yeah, same thing. Or it's like, oh, we're getting slain. We're down 95% revenue. Now, part yeah. of it might also be mindset. I mean, definitely all like, yes, there's right place, right time where we're in the contracting space. This happens to be the year that because of COVID, everybody's staying home. I mean, like if we were a marketing agency working with restaurants, it would be a tougher circumstance. But it's also, I'm a firm believer that we're in this space. This shit doesn't just happen by happenstance that we're in this space. It, it all, to me, it all lines up. It all plays in together. And it's the mindset of this stuff where there's other contracting companies that like when COVID hit, they went out of business. Mm -hmm. But somehow we weren't, their marketing agency. We weren't like we we align ourselves with the right people doing the right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it was happenstance with that. 
I think that was just coming into this, like doing the right stuff. Like what you said, at the front of the race at all times, eventually you will win. Like you'll accidentally trip before the person next to you and get over the line faster. Yeah. I've always, during this whole thing, I've been, it's easy. Cause like, uh, luckily my, my life really hasn't been altered too much since COVID mm-hmm. hit, but like, so personally, I always look at it as, well, someone has to be successful during all this, you know, someone will come out on top of this and some will come out better. Some will come out worse. And I think a lot of people, like you said, they harp on that. Oh, I lost my job or, Oh, I'm, you know, from my age, you know, Oh, I just got out of college. I can't find a job because of the COVID. And it's like, yeah, but there's other opportunities out there for you to do. You just got to find it. You got to dig harder. It's, it might not be when you went into school last year and figured it out. That was your path. You got to change your path. And for me, I'm finding a hard time having that empathy, maybe because I'm not going through it, but like also thinking of like why, you know, everyone's adapting. So why don't you have to adapt your goals too? It's just, you might start a little bit behind everybody right now, but you just got to adapt and go with it. So I, I definitely struggle with the empathy part of that. And maybe it's just because I have a positive outlook or I want to surround myself with that good, you know, energy. But yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think a lot of people like they fall into that negative and it's just like a downward slope from there until somebody comes along and tries to pick them up and carry them on their shoulder, basically. Yeah. Like, like with all this, like humans are resilient. They mm-hmm. are. And, but I see this with, with a lot of like uh, business owners where if you're a business owner and all you do is complain about your customers and you talk shit about your customers. And like, we all do it at some point, we all get very frustrated and we like need to like lay off or, or, or um, like vent a little bit. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But if all you do is complain about your customers and how crappy they are and how all they, they're all cheap and all they want to do is the cheapest price. Or all you do is complain about your employees. Oh, I have to babysit them. Oh, they suck. This is your mindset, and that is what you attract. Mm-hmm. So if you are one of these people that you operate out of this scarcity mindset, that is what you are bringing in. Because mm-hmm. if you operate out of scarcity, that's you get scarcity. Mm-hmm. If you are – and, and this, this is like pretty big in the contracting space where it's like if you're doing $100,000 additions and like that's your jam, a lot of people, if, if the business is not set up properly – they can't afford their own services. And they're like, well, I would never personally spend money on this mm-hmm. because I can't afford it. Why would I ever spend money on this? But you feel that in the sales call as the homeowner. You know, it's like, imagine it, you know, your dentist had terrible teeth. Yeah. Like <laughs> if they don't see the value in having good teeth, like, would you want to go to them? No, not at all. And, and if, if you wouldn't put up a hundred thousand dollars for a new kitchen as the contractor, as the owner. Maybe it's because you don't see the value. Maybe it's because you don't have the actual money. It's hard to put yourself and talk to your ideal client in that space because you've never been in that position. You've Mm -hmm. never been in the position where you forked out a hundred grand to another contracting company to come in and do this. So it's not your fault necessarily that you're attracting the crap people because you've just never been in that position, but it's this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you, you can't afford the, the service that you provide or something, you know, like you've never been in that position. So when you talk to people, they go, nah, we're good. We're going to move on to somebody else. And because of that, you can't make money off that big project, which circles back to you can't grow the business and make the money that you should be making. So 
I'm a huge believer in that kind of stuff where it's like, you know, you hire a fat trainer, you, you know, you, you hire somebody to like teach you how to drive, but they have a suspended license. Like it just doesn't make any sense to do it. But a lot of us do that where we try to sell this high end product and talk to talk, but it's very hard where, unless you can completely empathize with your clientele and you've never been in that circumstance, you need to have been in that position to understand the value that they are gaining from mm. what you do. Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody is at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com. It's almost like kind of like a hiring thing too then. Because like if you're going to complain about, oh, there's not enough work, there's not enough workers, nobody wants to do trades anymore. And then you want to hire, like we've talked about this a million times, you want to hire a minimum wage worker. You're not really helping the problem then. You're not incentivizing it. So then you're, you're, you're keeping yourself in that pattern where it's the workers are your problem, not, you know, not you or not the outside, you know, kind of factors. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all that mindset where it's like you, you need to like what you just said, you need to practice what you preach. You need to like actually do what you like, put yourself in that mindset that you want to do and, and, do it, not just say it on Facebook at eight o'clock at night because you're pissed off. Have you ever heard the phrase, either you're building your own dream or you're building someone else's? Yeah, I've heard that. I, I, I love it when people say that and they're a solo on a solopreneur and then they turn around and try to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. They just put them down by saying this and believing it, yet they now expect somebody to come work for them. It is the most idiotic phrase I have ever heard mm -hmm. because it is, I mean, I guess on paper, like you could argue like, okay, this does make sense. Like, but this is like the stupidest thing ever because you, you, you in essence are saying either you're doing this for yourself or you're a piece of shit and you're working for the man, but then you turn around and you, mm -hmm. you want somebody to come work for the man, but because you just pretty much put yourself on this pedestal and you idolize your own self, nobody wants to work for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's ironic when, when I, I hear people talk about that because I'm like, this is, if that's how you feel, stay a solo person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're always going to put yourself above all everybody else, all your employees. And you will call them at, like with me. Like I, I make it a point where I never say, oh, this person works for me. It's always like we work together because mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. You know, if we don't have Alex, the pot, I mean, this podcast wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we, we work together on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's that, and that's a mindset thing, but it's also, it's, it's how you put this out. Because if I was go, Oh yeah, I'll have my subordinate Alex come do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like how Thanks, shitty does sure. that sound? <laughs> Horrible. So are you, so let me ask you something. Are you a, like, you to put it out there. Do you physically have to say it? Like look in the mirror, say it, or while you're driving, say it, or are you like, it's in my head, I know it. Repeat it in my head, I got it. Or write it down. That's a good question. Like so so it's it's both. It depends on how much you actually believe it. So one, if you already believe it, you're good. You can exude it. But if you don't, you know, you've got your conscious and your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Conscious is the, the section of your brain that you actively think about what you're doing. I actively just picked up that bottle of water to drink it. Mm -hmm. Subconscious, I'm not thinking about breathing. 
Yeah. I'm not thinking about all the stuff that I, that's actually going on. Like when I move my hands, like when I talk, I'm not like, okay, hands, you got this, mm-hmm. you know, make this motion. It just, it just happens. But it's like, that's in my subconscious. Now, if, if this is a, if what you're trying to do is something that you don't believe in, like I'm a millionaire, I want to become a millionaire. Let's just take that one. If you're not actively a millionaire and you don't truly believe that you will become a millionaire, mm-hmm. then you need to somehow figure out how to get that into place. And that's where affirmations come. That's where you say that. So what you're doing with affirmations is you are taking something that is a negative subconscious thought because you don't actively think that you're a, uh, a millionaire or you're passively thinking that you're a millionaire and you will start to break down the limiting beliefs. Well, why, why am I never going to get to a millionaire? You know, what are some of the reasons I think that I'm never going to do it? And it's like, well, I don't hang out with any millionaires, so I couldn't possibly become a millionaire myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's look at the evidence behind that. Has there ever been anybody in the history of the world who didn't immediately hang out with millionaires yet they themselves became a millionaire? I can't think of anything like that. There's like, I bet Jeff Bezos wasn't like cranking, like, you know, through groups of millionaires before he started Amazon. He was just trying oh, yeah. to do it. I thought you meant, yeah, I thought you meant same mindset. Yeah. No, I, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, so it's like, if you're not hanging out with the millionaires around you necessarily, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't make it because other people have done it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So there's the evidence there. So is that a real thing? Is that a real showstopper? Or is that you just believing that? So then from there you go, Okay, so that, that's now that you've identified it, now let's talk about it and will it into place. So I do affirmations every single morning and I have like three goals for this year. And I, I cycle through or by the end of the year, I cycle through each one of the three goals. And what I do is I spend 10 minutes and like, for example, one of them is I want to, I want to go on, on two dates per month with Audrey, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And instead of just walking around going, you know, it's, December 31st, 2020, and I go on two dates a month with Audrey. What I do is I spend the first five minutes talking about how did I get here, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I, I say it as if it's already happened, not like, hey, I want to do this. It's like, I'm saying, hey, hey, it's December 31st, 2020. And I love the fact that I get to go on two dates per month with Audrey. And then I spend the first five minutes and I kind of talk about what that looks like. Yeah. What are our dates like? Uh, what are some of the fun things that I have planned myself? Because at the end of the day, it all comes back to me, but mm-hmm. I just talk through it. And it's fun because it forces me to be creative on the spot as I'm literally in, in this office, walking back and forth, saying this out loud. It forces me to come up with ideas for dates. And guess what? You just come up with ideas for dates. Yeah. You also reframe. I mean, I have a life coach and we talked about this and he was like, Logan, you may need to reframe and, and readjust what your idea of a date is. I was like, what do you mean? Because I always thought a date was like, you, you get dressed up, you go out to dinner and then you go out to some sort of entertainment. And he was like, do you guys ever walk together? And I was like, actually, we, we walk together a good amount. He was like, how long? I said, well, you know, like 45 minutes, an hour. He's like, is that not a date? I was like, well, I guess it is. I guess mm-hmm. a date doesn't have to be dinner and a movie. Yeah. You can make a date, whatever you want. You can make a date 15 minutes just when you, you squeeze it in. Yeah. It's totally up to you. So I spend five minutes doing that. In the next five minutes, because I only do 10 minutes of it, I talk about what this does for our relationship and how I personally feel now that we're on this path. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting this from my conscious because I'm literally walking around saying it and I'm 
getting it ingrained into my subconscious. So now when I go home and I've been doing this now for about two months, we, we are happier together. I'm excited to see her more. It's, it's almost like you like just speak it into place, which on paper sounds kind of crazy. But when you do this and you start to really say it first, you have to believe it. You can't just be like, yeah, uh, it's December 31st. And I do two dates with Audrey's December 31st. Like it doesn't work like that. But when you start to say it, it starts to become ingrained in your body and, and in your mind and, and who you are. So when I see Audrey, I now feel just a little bit better because I feel like, okay, like we'll get there. We're, we're, we're working at it. And because of that, I'm in a better mood because mm-hmm. I'm in a better mood. She's in a better mood. And because I see that she's in a better mood, I'm in even better. So it's just like this compound effect. And then guess what? We naturally start falling into the pattern of going on multiple dates per month. Yeah. So that's kind of like how this, all this, like the energy stuff works where it's like, you feel it, you exude it, you live it, you put it out there and it will come. And it's the same thing with your business, where if you are constantly attracting low end people, figure out why that is. Is it because for some reason, all the low end people only know your name or are they pushing that it's like you are the reason that they just somehow they're, they're, they gravitate towards you. It's, mm-hmm. it's not by happenstance that when a lot of people hit us up and go, oh, I want help with getting better leads. I go, okay, great. Let's just look at what you're putting out there online. Let's, let's see why are you attracting, in your words, tire kickers. I, I personally don't believe that customers are bad people. I don't believe that they want to beat you down. I believe that because of what they see, and we both have our own per, you know, perception of things. You and I, we perceive things very differently. It's like your blue is different than my blue. We both recognize it as blue, but your blue might actually be my pink. Mm-hmm. But it's just what we see and what our brain tells us we're seeing. So when a customer comes in and they see everything that you have online looks like crap, right? It looks like you made your website on Microsoft Paint. It looks like your Facebook is like from the, like the 2004 version of Facebook. They mm-hmm. go, wow, this person does not have their stuff together at all. And they want to charge me $100,000 for remodeling. Like, I wonder if they're ripping me off. Yeah. Because what I'm seeing, that, that doesn't say that. So let me see if what we can do for 70 grand. So they have their own thoughts of you because it's based on what their eyes are seeing, what they're reading, what they're hearing. And then their brain makes up this story about you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you flip it, and what you put out there is great. You have every time you speak to somebody, it's a great conversation. Um, what they see about you online, it looks professional. It looks high end. It just to them, it just feels great because what they're seeing and they're, they're hearing, they think it. And when they think it, they believe it. And it's this whole thought pattern. Yeah. And now when they come in, they go, okay, great. This makes sense. It's a hundred grand. So is it the fact that everybody who hits you up are pieces of shit and they suck? Or is it the fact that you're, what you're putting out there, the energy that you're putting out there, because what you're saying is, I don't want to spend money on a good website. I don't want to spend money on a nice truck wrap. I don't want to spend money, you know, like when, when remodelers do really high-end work or landscape that does do really high-end work, yet they have this crappy cardboard box of a sign out front that looks like a dog pissed on it, mm-hmm. like and then they go, well, just, uh, I don't know why people aren't calling us up. It's like, because you're trying to sell them this, a Ferrari, but it's got dings all over it. It looks terrible. Like one of the tires is flat. Like, why would anybody ever buy that from you? And it's, yeah. 
the energy that you're putting out there is in is it's it's visible in that sign how you feel about yourself how you feel about your company how you value what other people see about you is is wrapped up and with put a, a bow on it into this crappy yard sign into this truck wrap into this website into whatever it is that you're putting out there and that is the energy that you're putting out into the universe and those people that are seeing it the the high end great energy people that want to spend a lot of money with you see that and go, nah, I'm good. But the, the people who you see as crappy look at this and go, well, that looks like somebody for me. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Does yeah. That makes sense. I know this is kind of a rant, but. No, it makes sense. It's like you wouldn't go on a date and not comb your hair. I mean, right. Much as, as much as they teach you, you know, oh, you don't want to judge a book by its cover, but that's exactly what customers do when you're buying something and you have to. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to, are you going to park all your trucks sideways on the curb when you go up to the house, no, you're going to make sure it's neat, not, in, you know, not in the driveway where it's going to, you know, you know, damage the driveway, not thing any cars, you're going to make sure everything's tidied up. So make sure that that the neighbors see you and they're like, wow, this looks, looks like a professional operation. The worst thing, if they don't leave there knowing your name, that's almost as good as them, call, not as obviously as great as calling you, but if they know your name for a bad reason, for a negative reason, that's worse. You're never getting them as your customer. Yeah, it's. It's funny how all this is because it's just, you know, we, we talk about people love us. People like working with us because we have a great experience. Our quality work is second to none. Okay, great. Everything that you, it's, it's how, like, I'm a, I'm a big believer that how you do anything is how you do everything to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. It's not by happenstance that a lot of CEOs are also in great shape. Yeah. And also have good personalities. Like, it's just It's not like, oh yeah, like this guy's really smart, but he's fat as shit. Like it just, like most successful people are not only successful in one aspect of life. You just, you just, it's just who you are and you just kind of work at it for everything. So if you roll up and you're like, yeah, like we do all this great work and we're amazing and our quality of work speaks for itself. Well, when you're trying to present it online, it comes across terribly. It's like having a salesman who sucks at selling, yet they have a great product behind them, but they can't do anything to save their life to convey that message and get the other person to understand that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how good of a product you have. If the way that you present it is off, then you're SOL. You're stuck. And yeah. it's again, it's, it's the energy that you're putting out. Everything that you do, energy is not created or destroyed. It's only transferred. That was you know, physics in college or actually can me as a lot of that stuff, but it's that idea is that you're just taking the energy that you get from clients and you're putting it into what you're putting out there in the universe. And then the good people that you want to attract more of start to flock in somehow, but that's how. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think the energy you put it out there, I'm more of a vocalize it person, but um, anyway, you can put it out there and, kind of surround yourself with that good energy is going to be good for you in personal and professional life. So have you ever seen Tom Brady on the sidelines, like yelling at guys, like getting them amped up, like, Hey, you messed this one up. Hey man, great catch. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) Right. And he attracts the people that want to come and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like, like Brady went to uh, Tampa Bay and then, Oh, because Brady's here, everything else is good. They got Gronk. Now they got Dez coming in. Or uh, Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown, Brown. Not Des Bryant. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Brown's coming in. I mean, like, who is does his own thing, but from a receiver perspective, like 
I think it was like an eight-time Pro Bowler, and it's not. So, so Tampa Bay's not going to win a championship just because they got a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. They do it because the guy who stepped into that role, everybody wants to be around him because of what he is and the, the force that they feel when he steps into the locker room. Exactly. And, and it just they, attracts you want, players. Yeah, and yet that's how you want to be as an owner in your business. That's why a lot of these guys are successful is because they, they attract the A players because of the energy they bring out, not because they're complaining every single time and putting people down like that. Yep. If you, all you do is, is you blame your customers, you blame your, your employees, you victimize yourself and you put yourself in the mind of everything that's happening is happening wrong to me. Audrey always complains that, well, every time I go to, you know, God, this, this airport, like I, I, of course I would get stopped by security. And of course my flight would be delayed. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause that's what you think. Yeah. Like you think that you're going to get stopped by security so when you walk through security, you look sketchy as shit. Mm-hmm. Just walk through like the thing's not going to go off. Like the, the metal detector's not going to buzz. Stop yeah. looking like you got something to hide. And because of that, it's like, uh, ma'am, we're going to do a random screening. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you walk through like holding like, you know, like your arms crossed against like you got something to hide. Like it's yeah. because you feel like it's, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you complain yeah. about customers, if you complain about employees, you are attracting the type of customers and the type of employees that you're putting out there. So it's the idea that like the systems that you have built for your business are perfect for where you're at. So if you run a crap business, it's probably because the systems that you have are set up specifically for you to run a crap business and vice versa. You run a very successful, profitable business. It's because the systems that you set up are perfect for your exact specific setup. Mm-hmm. That's well said. I totally agree with that. Beautiful. So with all that being said, wrap up this energy thing. Speaking of energy, we are, we are revamping our Facebook group. So what, what's happened is we started it, I don't know, a year ago. It's kind of been slipping and because we don't really like, we haven't done much with it. It's just like slowly dying, but it's, we're changing that. We're coming in. We had this new epiphany as a company, how we're helping what we're, what we're trying to do with the contracting community. And it's a lot of what we're talking about today. It's getting you out of the mindset of you versus the customer into you and the customer against the ugly kitchen, against the stale lifestyle that they have. And when you can do that, people will flock to you. And that's what we're doing with this group. So if you want to join it, would highly suggest it. Contractor Growth Network, it's on Facebook. Join up with your personal page, not your business, because People can't connect with a business. And if you're joining up as a business, that means that you're looking at this as a transactional thing. Oh, my business joins this, then the business will do well. It's not like that. You have to personally join it yourself. Contractor Growth Network, it's on Facebook. Thank you, guys.